What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, I'm Crystal Knight, and welcome back to the show. This is Newsweek. Now that the Oscars have actually happened, we got to talk about it. I am joined by Ronse Isengbedo. He is the founder and host of No Hipsters Allowed and No Hipsters Pod. And he's a pop culture commentator. He's been on the show before. And I'm excited to welcome him back because I told him that we would have him back on the show after the Oscars happened. I wanted to get his reaction. So Ronse, welcome back to the show Thank you for joining us again. And all of our listeners are just eager to hear what you thought about the Oscars. So welcome again. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, You know, Oscars was a good show. It was a good show. I was was entertained. Um, You know, there were no big surprises, you know, save for like one or two upsets. But generally, I thought it went exactly as planned. Why don't we start with Jimmy Kimmel? Like, let's just start from the top. Jimmy Kimmel hosted the show. Um, I think everything that was on everyone's mind was what is he going to say about the slap, the infamous slap that happened last year between Chris Rock and Will Smith? How do you think Jimmy Kimmel did addressing it? And was it more or less of what we expected? So I thought Jimmy Kimmel was a solid host. It was his third time, third time hosting the, the Oscars. And I thought he went pretty light on Will Smith. You know, there were a couple of references, but they're pretty, you know, soft. I, I, I just, I really think Will Smith has been, um, has, has been, the, the, the Hollywood overall has been very generous towards Will Smith throughout all of this. So um, it was impossible to, to have the first Oscar since the slap and not address it in some way. So I knew it was coming. I did think it was, we we're going to, you know, talk to bottom jokes about it, but we just had, you know, a few jokes here and there and we kind of moved on. And, you know, sometimes you might've missed it. Actually, one of the jokes I kind of missed till like a few seconds later than I kind of got what it was going, going at. So, you know, it was, it was pretty safe. And safe to say that this, this year's show went off without any major, like, incidents or gaffes or you know violence between actors and actresses hey man (laughs) so you know we also have to discuss obviously the oscars is celebrating tv film makeup costume music a little bit of music it's not the grammys um but there was one particular movie that seemed to really steal the show um everything everywhere all at once it won so many different awards and so we have to just talk about why this movie seems to be a breakout movie and after just you know doing a little bit of research and understanding just the history of the oscars it won seven awards last night and that's only second to slumdog millionaire which in 2008 slumdog millionaire won eight awards and so it was across a number of different categories but let's really break down this movie and why it just did so well I don't know. I think that the, yeah, Titanic won 11. So it's third. okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Titanic, so Titanic is number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's, that's fine. Titanic. I could be wrong. Uh, ben Hur 
won also 11 Oscars. That's from 1960. Okay. So a few movies have done, like, have had really big nights. But in recent times, it's one of the best performing movies at the Oscars. 11 nods, seven wins. It, it won three out of the four actor nominations, which is huge. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, I, I think most people were expecting it to do what it did. It was very popular. It was kind of a breakout hit because, you know, it, I don't think it had a lot of pre-promotion and a lot of expectation ahead of it. But once it came out, it just really resonated with a lot of people. And so I wasn't surprised to see it performed the way it did. And I, I'm actually happy. You know, it's, it's great to see an Asian-led cast, um, you know, really succeed at the Oscars especially Ki Ki Hoi Kwan, who is kind of having his second go at, you know, fame. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's from Goonies, like we spoke about last time I was here. Mm -hmm. And so he just had just such a moving, moving speech. I I think that was actually my favorite moment in the entire entire show, Mm -hmm. his speech and just how, how just, you know, how touching it was. So best moment for sure. Um, you know, uh, Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress. We knew that was going to happen. Right. The big upset, though, I think, was Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. for Best Supporting Actress. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be going to Angela Bassett because she won most of the awards leading up to the Oscars, including the SAG Award, which um, I think most people it usually goes to, they think the SAG and Oscars tend to be, you know, right. par- more parallel than the other shows. So mm-hmm. that was a big upset. But I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I mean, and I think this was her first Oscar, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, and it would have been Angela's first Oscar as well. So I think... As well, yes. Right. She's and been nominated before. Right, she's been nominated before, which is, it is an honor to be nominated. I think, you know, sometimes we, we miss that, oh, they didn't win. But hey, being nominated is its own, like joy yeah it's a big deal as well because it it catapults you to another level after after the oscars when you're you know getting bookings and things of that nature and you know the thing about that i've been seeing about angela losing i'm mm -hmm. so sorry crystal let me correct myself jamie lee curtis did win at the sag awards and so this makes a lot more sense now she won the sag award for female actor and so yes so they usually say whoever wins at the sag usually wins at the oscar and this year was true to that Okay, got it. But yeah. Angela, so what what awards had Angela won up until Zag? I think she won the Golden Globe. Okay. And probably the Critics' Choice. Got it. But yes, I think people thought she was, she was going to take the Oscar. But seeing that Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG Award, this makes a lot more sense. Okay, well, we still have to look at Angela's face. I think that's been playing on a loop. All of their faces... Which is what the Oscars typically does. And I think we have to remember, these are humans, right? Like she has a heart, it beats. And she was disappointed. And I don't think that she cried or made an ugly face, but she did look sad. You know, she looked visibly sad and disappointed that she didn't win. But someone has to lose, right? Like this is, this is not uncommon. One person, only one person can win. And I think we expect sometimes like, Oh, this person is our favorite. I mean, I like Jamie Lee Curtis as well. Um, I'm happy that she was able to, you know, win this award. Obviously, that movie was clearly like the favorite and the breakout. Um, But, you know, just really understanding the temperament when actors and actresses don't win. These are like moments that they will remember for the rest of their lives. And I, I hate to have Angela Bassett's moment captured in a you know, five second video because she didn't win. Right. So I'll say this. I really would have hoped that she, you know, 
clapped right away. Um, I think that's what people expect. I think people will consider that to be the polite thing to do. If she won, I'm sure, you know, she would expect everyone to react similarly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, I don't like her to clap. Um, especially she's been doing this for so long. So it's not like her first time at the rodeo. So she knows that there's a camera on her face. Absolutely. So I think good form will be for her to clap. That being said, mm-hmm. I, I don't think just a, 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 a brief moment of honest emotion makes her a bad person. I right? don't think so. I um, agree. She, she really wanted to win it and, you know, and she didn't win it. She's allowed to feel sad. And we also don't know that she didn't eventually clap, right? We only right. saw her for three seconds and we're rushing to judgment about, you know, how, whether or not she's a sore loser. I see that's what, that's some of the kind of language we use on Twitter right now because of three seconds of her looking disappointed. And so, Yes, of course, I would have loved her to clap right away, but she's human. It's it's fine. She really wanted to win. Um, you know, a lot of people thought she was going to win. If she didn't, she didn't rush right away to applause. I'm sure she clapped eventually. She's a pro. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure that she ran into Jamie Lee Curtis later that evening and congratulated her. But I, I think we're making a bit too much of five seconds of honesty. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it happens. We knew that she was in a tight race. Again, everything, everywhere, all at once. It was nominated so many times. And so I agree that good form is playing the role on camera, um, but also being human. There is a human element to all of these things. And these, again, these actors are people and they have feelings about the way they think things should have gone. And so that's that's good to see. I think another Another what I consider to be not necessarily an upset, but just a surprise was the um, best actor category. I really thought that Austin Butler was going to win for Elvis. He's young. Um, He did such a great job. Um, But Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. But he also did an amazing job. That was a great movie. Yeah. So I think I think he was actually the favorite to win. So there was no surprise there uh, either. I think what happens with the Oscars, especially, is there's this this kind of like narrative game being played. And usually the person with the best narrative, you know, if at all, mm-hmm. is the one that wins. Right. So there's some years where it's just like we just have these five performances and whatever. There's no like special story on the side attached to the movie or t- attached to the person. So we're just looking at the performance. And then that's where like really the campaign can work in your favor, right? But when someone has a story, mm-hmm. like a Brendan Fraser who was away for so long and is kind of having this like comeback after so many years mm-hmm. out of the industry, right? Right. And I think that really worked in his favor. He'd been away for so long. And yeah, and also this is another person he won the the SAG award and you know he's been winning everything else leading up to this. So it wasn't really surprising that he was going to win the Oscar. But you know, he was away and I don't know if you're familiar, but there was a bit of, you know, there's, there's a story there, right? Where he apparently had accused the ex-president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the body that runs the Golden Globes, of sexually molesting him, right? Mm. And that's, yeah, Philip Burke was his name. And supposedly that is part of why he's been away for so long. Okay, I did not know right? that. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, so there's, a, there's a story there and that story is one that helps him to be a sympathetic figure, a figure that people would like to see become triumphant again. Mm-hmm. And so that all helped. And I'm sure the performance was fantastic on top of all of this. But as far as a narrative, I think he was a clear winner. 
you know, one of the things that I continue to learn just about entertainment in general and award shows is that it's not always about the best performance. And sometimes it is about the campaign. Like there are campaigns that go on, um, you know, talking to the people who are doing the nominations, who sit on the um, selection committees they are essentially lobbied, but the whale was actually a good movie. So outside of, you know, what happens behind the scenes, I thought Elvis was a good movie as well. Um, and that's not to excuse any of the other movies that were nominated, the nominees rather, Colin Farrell, Paul Meskel and Bill Knightley. Those were, I'm sure all those other movies were great. I only saw Elvis and the whale, but I like the story arc that you just brought up about how a comeback story is something that America just loves. Like we are a country of comebacks and we love when people kind of rise and fall and rise again. And so that is very interesting to learn. And I'm glad that Brendan won. I think he's he's been around for a while and he's always been a great actor. And so sometimes it just takes a while to get this this final recognition that so many people yearn and desire for. Some of the other things that we just should discuss were around, you know, the fashions. And and before we get into like who wore what and who wore it better, um, Ruth Carter, she is an African-American woman. She actually went to Hampton. So she's an HBCU graduate and she won for costume design for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And this is not her first time winning, but um, I I just want to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, Like how awesome is that, that she has been able to win um, not two years in a row, but back to back on these two movies for her costume design for Black Panther. I think it speaks to her work. She's just good, you know, and she and she's been around for a long time. She she her first job, I believe, was School Days, uh, the Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. And so she's done lots of you know great costuming over the years. And I think Black Panther just presented just just an amazing opportunity to really flex her muscle as a designer. And so we got to see that. And she's very well deserving of both wins. So absolutely. Yeah, I think that that was that was um that was good to see and 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 thankful to see for her and I'm sure that that helps the movie out as well even though it's not one of the top categories it still helps out just the movie house in general and you know what about some of the performances I think you know people are always you know tweeting and and talking about how their favorite artist performed at the Academy Awards so let's get into some of your favorites um so my I guess I mean this Rihanna by default. It wasn't much. There wasn't much happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Rihanna was Rihanna did it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was my favorite. I also wanted her to win. I would love to see her win. I would love to see my my compatriot Thames win an mm-hmm. Oscar. And but you know that didn't happen. Uh, uh, but you know I'm sure the the Indian song it was not too not. I believe was the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And and it's I'm sure there was very well deserving and um you know the, so I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not really upset honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Gaga, you know, she, I th- I thought her performance was good. She was a stripped down version of Hold My Hand. So you know there wasn't you know there, I don't think there was any one song that I thought was just way better than the rest. So I'm fine with the outcome. There was no you know special performance. I was just happy to see Rihanna. She looked beautiful. So yeah, and she's coming off of a high from the. Super Bowl performance Super Bowl. at yeah. halftime where she did an amazing job and people didn't know she was pregnant and 
she right, basically right. just kind of self-revealed that she was pregnant and now yeah. she can you know perform in pregnancy without it being a mystery and so i thought that was yeah. that was special for her as well and what about some of the fashion like you know there's fashion at the oscars there's also fashion post so there are post right. pre and post oscar parties and what did you think right. about the way folks look this year so I thought it was a strong year for fashion. Not a lot of misses, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I'll say at the ceremony, the best was Cara Delevingne mm-hmm. by far. And um, other, actually, Melissa McCarthy also looked good. I also liked Kate Blanchett. I liked uh, Florence Pugh, even though there, some people were like, you know, mixed reviews on it. But I thought it was different. She had like a short with a, with her gown-ish. It was like a gown mm-hmm. drape situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of good looks. I also liked, uh, I, I thought Angela Bassett looked good. Um, you know, I didn't like the color of her dress, but it looked good. And yeah. Harry Shum Jr. Let me just name, name a guy. Usually, you know, when we talk fashion, we the, the women's. That's true. Happening, we but, usually do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But Harry Shum Jr. looked good as well. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think that's helpful. And I think um, one of the folks that I saw pop out for I don't know if it was a, I think it might have been the Vanity Fair Oscars party was Meg The Stallion, and I was shocked that she's out. Not that she shouldn't be or she should be in hiding, but we just right. haven't heard a lot from her since the trial. Right. And I'm happy to see that she's out and thriving and, you know, moving forward with her life after, you know, the trial that she just went through with Tory Lanez. Um, So that was was good. Yeah. 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 She looked really good. I think she she was seen once like for her birthday, but right. not like an official appearance. But we saw her out like having a birthday dinner or something last month. And so, yes, this is her first big public outing. And she's actually scheduled to perform at the NCAA uh tournament festival for march madness uh, i believe this month so that's that's gonna be the first performance of the year and so yeah i'm just i'm happy to see her just you know going on with her life and career after everything she's been through after what the internet has put her through, through absolutely so, yeah yeah it's just I'm, I'm really really rooting for her yes yeah, same same and i think you know ronce before we really close out this conversation we just have to talk about you know and you mentioned it briefly at the top of the show but we have to talk about um the oscar so white right so that's something that april rain i, I brought that up when we first you yes. know had this conversation just about yes. how you know people of color so this is not just black people but people of color in general just have not been getting nominated and winning awards and with everything everywhere all at once we really saw that this was the year um, that asian americans or asian actors and actresses and producers and directors were winning at a really large scale and i think you know i'd be remiss if we did not highlight that and just discuss that yeah, of course. it's 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 great, great for diversity and inclusion at the Oscars. Um, uh, I believe she's the first. Michelle Yeoh is the first, uh, quote, openly Asian, unquote, that to to win. I believe there was someone else. I don't think she actually won, but she was at least nominated. Her name is Merle Oberon, mm-hmm. um, and she was nominated but didn't actually win. Got it. And I don't think she openly identified as Asian. Okay. And so. Uh, so that's why, you know, Sandra Yo, that's why all the headlines were like talking about, you know, identified as Asian and people thought that, you know, all these conservatives, unfortunately, thought that it was some sort of like liberal speak 
but they didn't realize that that's actually a thing that there was an Asian actress before who didn't let people know she was Asian. Wow. And so, um, yeah, she was, she was nominated. I don't think she actually, she, she won, she was nominated for, for the dark angel in the thirties and, uh, she didn't actually win, but, um, you know, this is, you know, she's, Michelle Yeoh is the first mm-hmm. to actually win uh, in that category. And I believe only the second non-white woman after Halle Berry. And wow. so it's just, yeah, it, it's, it hasn't been a lot of diversity in that category, uh, at least on the for the best male actress. We've had a few at this point. We've had Will Smith. We've had Jamie Foxx. We've had Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. We've had Denzel Washington. We've had, uh, you know, Sidney Poitier. And so we've seen a bit more diversity for the best male actor award, mm-hmm. not for the best best um, actress award at the Oscars. But also we've, we haven't seen a lot of diversity for um, best original screenplay. And I just want to shout out that Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who wrote um, everything everywhere all at once, they were the winners. Um, And that's something else that we just have to recognize that, you know, writers, directors, again, these have been fields that have traditionally just been dominated by white men and so I think right. it's really interesting and progressive to see that, you know, Asian writers and directors are also producers are also winning at some of these bigger categories as well. So it's not just not just the actors and the actresses and the best supporting and the best, you know, right. in the best supporting roles, but that yeah. diversity can be shown and celebrated at every single level as well. Right. Um, the last time I remember a non, what, and, and please don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure Get Out won mm-hmm. in twenty in twenty eighteen mm-hmm. for best original screen, screenplay. Jordan 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 Peele. Yeah. So that was you know that's one year end, and so I think we're seeing a bit more of that uh, for the, for those categories. I, be, I believe the movie Precious also won in some of those other uh role uh other categories but yes definitely i think part of uh diversity in 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 hollywood is seeing people behind the camera also get recognized and yes i was correct precious won for best adapted screenplay uh jeffrey fletcher Fletcher won that award so yes we need to see more of that and and hopefully it becomes a norm so we're not having to like announce it every time it happens it just becomes something that happens and people are just willing to, to acknowledge i like to Bring, call your attention to a quote, and I think this is this gives you the context of the kinds of people uh, who are voting uh, voting for these awards. So this is this is from Entertainment Weekly, and they quoted a, an Oscar voter who was nameless, and he says, and I quote: "When they get in trouble for not giving Violet Davis an award, it's like, no, sweetheart, you didn't deserve it. We voted, and we voted for the five we thought were the best. It's not fair for you to start suddenly being a frying pan and saying they're ignoring black people." They're really not. They're making an effort. Maybe there was a time 10 years ago when they were, but they have, of all the high profile things, been in the forefront of wanting to be inclusive. Viola Davis and the lady director need to sit down, shut up, and relax. You didn't get a nomination of a lot of movies. Um, and, you know, he goes on and on, but at some point, he uses the word wokeness. Mm. And I think to me, it's very much becoming uh, sort of a dog whistle of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so he says, uh, by feeling they're being held hostage, somewhat unfairly by the wokeness. And so that can you say that can you say that last part again? The what? Can you just read I'm, that I'm last part actually, again? Yeah, I'm actually going to go. I'll go all the way from the top. This is actually what he said before that other part. I think the Academy is making an effort to please everybody and it's reflective of the state of the world. But I feel like they're being held hostage somewhat unfairly by the wokeness. 
That's what, and the person yeah. is a voter and also an actor. And he goes at the group's increasingly, quote, political and increasingly commercial tastes is, is what's leading to all this. So that should give you a bit of context of the kind of people who get to make these decisions and how, um, whether or not they, you know, they think they are, I think in some cases are being deliberately racist and being re- uh, reactive to what they feel as people pushing an agenda. And so they feel like they have to deliberately shun certain people. Right? Absolutely. And well, so that, mm-hmm. that's, that's a bit of context. That does give us greater and deeper context, but it also just lets us know that this voting is subjective, right? Like highly, the fact highly. that this man could say that, unquoted or he's quoted but not he's nameless um, because of his position it really just lets you know that a lot of these shows um, and a lot of the awards that are given um, they're made up unfortunately and I know that there are set categories but there's no real formula to winning if you can be a, a member of the voting body and say that that is very telling. And I hope that the Academy investigates who that person is so that we can get right. to the bottom of, of these award shows and, and making it as inclusive as possible and not just about your favorite. Um, so, right. man, Honestly, I was mm-hmm. just just to, just to add on to that. Someone who votes for the Recording Academy was also quoted na- un- unnamed, of course. And saying almost the exact same thing, just in a different context. And the subject was Beyonce this time. And basically the person said he wasn't voting for her because he thinks people like her too much. And so these are the people who get to decide. And these voting bodies are still overwhelmingly white and overwhelmingly male, even still. And so that just lets you know who's making the calls and who gets to really choose the winners. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ronse, I think that that was just amazing to hear um, how um, members are expressing their feelings about all the things. And, you know, what would you say is the big takeaway from this year's Oscars? If you could just kind of close us and wrap us up, what would you say is the biggest takeaway? I think the biggest takeaway is that um, we all, you know, we all get a second act at the very least. Sometimes we get a third and a fourth. But just never give up. I think that's that's the big theme here. Seeing Brendan Fraser come back after everything he's been through, you know, the 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 sexual sexual harassment situation, but also he had health problems and you know personal losses, and for him to come back this so many years later after he was a big movie star in Georgia the Jungle and the Mummy movies, yeah. and to to be at this new height lets you know that if, as long as you're still here. It's not over and your story is still being written. And the same can be said for Kihi Kwan, who is back after being a child star who basically disappeared from the public eye uh, and thought that his career was all but over, uh, is now back and, and in a big movie and, and winning all the awards. And so it just I think the big thing is that, you know, it, it's not over and whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is you want to achieve, uh, if you stick with it and just continue believing it, it can happen. And I know that sounds extremely cliche, but I, I think that that was the big takeaway from last night. All right. Well, thank you so much, um, Ronse. And I really appreciate you coming back. We'll have you back again at some point. 
to continue talking about more pop culture um, and just like all the things like everything that's happening in entertainment news. Um, we love to hear about it. And we will keep up with you on your podcast and your blog, No Hipsters Pod and No Hipsters Allowed, where you're the host and the founder. And so thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to The Crystal Night Show. Being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. <laughs> It's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.